Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's a Wednesday afternoon, I guess. And uh, I want to do the tefillah first, because the thought came to me when I was concentrating on you know, thinking about the parsha rather, and I'll direct it towards the tefillah, which, as always, is sponsored by Mishpacha Stefanski. Thanks. Um, I just want to mention uh, my plans are to be in Muncie this Shabbos, be speaking at the uh, base of Kill's base of Victor and Wesley Hills. Uh, I guess if you go online, you know. They'll have it up, Some what the titles of the talks are going to be. we speaking on Friday night and, on, and then the Shabbos afternoon. And uh, so if you're in that area, you may want to go. It's called Kehillah Space Abigdor. And uh, I'm hoping also, if everything works out, on Motsi Shabbos, when I'm finished, I have to be at my nephew's, uh, Yosh Levenger, and give a t- history talk there on the Jews of Czechoslovakia. That's a gullus contents and discontents. Uh, my mother's birthday was the other day, so in honor of that. And uh, I'm hoping it'll be an interesting uh, business, interesting talk. So, if again, if you're in the neighborhood, they live on 25 Barry Drive in Muncie. 25 Barry Drive. It'll be at 9 o'clock on Muncie Shabbos. Um, if you're interested at all, just uh, email me or something. I can get you the details. So, Shabbos, I hope to be a Scon residence at uh, Shulman Wesley Hills in Kilo Space of Big Dark. And uh, be talking about the Rambam and the Rabbit and things like that. And uh, then Mosi Shabbos is uh, Czechoslovakia at the person's house at 25 Barry Drive. Uh, anyway, let me proceed now with uh, the content of my remarks. And since it's uh, Vayera, so this is all, the, the Vakeda, of course. The Vakeda is always called the Big Nisayan, which obviously it was. And uh, that let me think in terms of dominating. You know, how are you supposed to react regarding the Isayan? Um I'm sure many of you know, some of the Mepharshim saying Isayan is like a waving a flag. God decided to raise Abraham above everybody else. In other words, he knew that he could withstand the test. God knows everything. And he said, I'm going to subject him to this. And so the result is he'll be famous. So Nisayan, like he exalted him. But usually in the sign is a test. And moreover, you know, you, you say every day in Davening, and this is the reason this is the reason I thought of it. Uh you say in Davening, don't give me a test. I mean, if it's so great to be in the sign, you should you should welcome it. Uh everybody, I'm sure, is familiar with the famous I got it to by David Melech, how he got messed up with the Basheva business. At least according to the Gemara in um, in uh, Sanhedrin somewhere, I did it long, long ago for art school. It's almost thirty years ago, and the story is listen. I got to tell the Gemara. The story is something along the following lines: that David says, "How come it's El Hey Avraham El Hey Yitzchak El Hey Yaakov? What about El Hey David?" And Hashem said, "Well, they had any science and they were stood to me. You didn't." And David said, "Give me an science so I can be up in that league." And God said, "Don't go, don't go there." You know, David said, "No, give it to me." Okay, if you insist. 
Next thing you know, the shower curtain fell down. He sees Bathsheba taking a bath, and boom, the rest is history. Next thing you know, he's confessing his sin and tearing his hair and all that. Harab Kabsain Miyavoni, Psalm 51. Shine. So that's mashma, that an assignment is something you wanna, you're afraid of. It may come your way. That's up to God. But uh, you don't necessarily want it. Or am I wrong? Maybe a firm person, a chassid, so like this, purge me, test me, um, to show how much I love you, or maybe simply to exalt me, to purify me, give me all the nisyonis. And yet, in spite of what I just said, we say everything in Davani, it's a Gemara in Brachas, Yehirotzon, Shatargulim Sarasecha, don't send me twenty averas. All right, I get that. And don't give me any nisyonis. And let me not stumble, be ashamed of them. And, and don't put the yitzar in charge of me. These are funny lishonis. I mean, God decides who gets nisyonis. Second of all, how can you say don't put the yitzar on me? If he does, fight him. The whole life is supposed to be a fight. Read the beginning of Miss Silsi Sharm, as we all know. It ain't over till it's over. You know, there never will be a cease to that fight. So don't say, Altisha Boni Say, you know, give me uh, energy that I can fight the Yitzhar. You see? I was thinking about this because of this Pasha this week, Vayera. What do you mean, Bechofet Sitzrin Lishabilach? Kofet Sitzrin means cheat, um, compel, kof. Use your hand, O oh Lord. Compel our Yetzer to give me Shubba to you. No, don't do that. That's my job, right? Hashem's job is to put the challenge out there, right? Nahamad Kasufo. My God's job is to put the challenge out there. My job is to fight the battle and withstand the challenge. Isn't that how we usually understand it? Isn't that Judaism 101? You think, right? You think. So how do we square this with the various prayers the one I just read is the most vivid. There are others. For example, if you dive in Nusach's fight at the end, well, you have Haine Shama, you know, to, what am I thinking of? The Tzorli Shonamira. Oi, you know, at, at the end of Rishon Monastery, right? The Tzorli Shonamira, Sfosami Davirim, Kali Nafshi, Sidim Nafshi, Kabbalatiya. And in this fight, you say, Tatsilene Mietzahara. What do you mean, Tatsilene Mietzahara? No, God says, I'm not going to say Mietzahara. You fight it out. Right? You fight it out. So what does that mean? And this is Talmudic. So it's cooking the Gemara, you know, in the context of of the brachas, as we know in the beginning. You know, there's all these diburim and the poskim. Is it one bracha? Is it two brachas? You know, my Roshan man is new me off a poy, he wrote son of a hero and all that. That's okay, but I'm just saying what at the meaning of it. What's the shot that you're saying? I don't want in this sign. Uh that's a prayer? The opposite of the prayer should be, give me this sign and, and, and watch what I can do. And if I stumble, it's my fault. Okay? It's my fault. Uh, it's very interesting because um, this triggered my thought this morning. And I looked up something I usually don't do, which is in my library, I would call the sitter books. They're classic works on the sitter, on the tefillah, on the liturgy. I look at them all. Look at a couple. So you pull out... Um, Dabaderim is usually the one to start with, you know, at the time of the Rishonin. And the Abaderim indeed says, Even though 
You have free will, free choice. Hatov haram misurim biyadom. It's up to you to handle. Who mispalel Hashem lesayu lasis tov. This rocking interrupt. It's a prayer to 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 do the right, make the right choice. Uh, as I understand what the Abu Dhabi is saying, he's saying it's a pious wish. In a Hanami, it doesn't really make theological sense. It doesn't have to. It's a prayer. It's a creed de cour, as the French say. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's a cry of pain. Say, oh, it's, it's like a Hasidic shot. Uh, you know, I want to do the right thing. Uh, so instead of saying, it's my job, I'm not denying it's my job, but I'm expressing as a pious prayer that I'll make the right choice. Who mispalel Hashem l'sayo, help me l'as as a tovel of Srachim in a row. I don't know. It's, it's not, I hold like this. The kasha is better than the terrorists. And when it says, don't, very interesting. He quotes our parsha today. And I see some of the other Mephoshim do also. Where do you have in our parsha? Don't bring me to sin. In other words, let's put it this way. Save me from um, landmines, <laughs> moral landmines, sinful landmines. And he, he quotes Abimelech and Abraham. What's the story? Avram says, Sarah is the sister. Avimelech grabs Sarah. Uh, at that night, God comes and tells Avimelech, you better not lay a finger on her. Uh, that says a famous, you know, this is my mother's birthday was this week. Passed away, I guess, 2008. And it's always in the family lore that um, when my mother came out from Europe after the war, you know, she ended up being in, in, in the home of her brother, half-brother in Baltimore. We're talking about 1950, early 50, something like that. That time, you know, they had the game show. I think it was a $64 question. And everybody in America at that time, the whole family watched the TV in the living room. You remember that? You old enough to remember that? Ask your parents. They didn't have little TVs, you know, everybody won. And the question was this. Who's the first person mentioned as a prophet in the Bible? And they're all thinking and... And my mother's brother was an intellectual guy. He knew how to learn. They're all thinking. And my mother says, Abraham. And they said, be quiet. This is not for a woman. This is for scholars. <laughs> you know? Of course, the answer was Abraham. Because, They said, how did you know that? She said, when I was hiding in the war in a monastery, you know, my mother had her adventures. The only book added the Bible. <laughs> okay? So, uh, as we all know the story, um, uh, God says, Milk, don't lay a finger in her or else. And what does Avimelech reply? He replies, very good. He says, I didn't know. I did not know. Hagoyk, I'm tzaddik, tarot. I'm a tzaddik. Nobody, I was misled. They told me, halu amr achihu. You know, achosi, whatever it is. You know, I was misled. And God answers, This is why I'm telling you. This is why I'm intervening. I, God, am coming in a dream to tell you. To save you from a sin, because you didn't deserve it. In other words, Avimelch was zocha al tavin aluichet. A lot of times, what shall I say? You can do a, a something wrong, and uh, you know it was, it was just uh, uh, like I say, a stumbling block thrown in your way. You can always respond by saying, "If you would have done your due diligence, you know, then you would have known." So it's really your fault. I mean, you can always get out of it that way. It's like saying. If you eat something, it's trafe. But add action. So, you know, so I relied on the OU or whatever. Uh, 
You can always come back the other way if you wish to and say, I guess, had you really done your due diligence and called up and found out whether this hasher is a solid one or not, or this mashkiach, you know what I mean? I don't say you have to go to the factory, but, you know, you could have called. And I've been in cases, so have you. Years ago, I used to go, uh, how long ago, to Israel in the summer, they used to have these um, grad uh, uh, school um, postdoc programs. They used to call them summer school, whatever. At the Machon Lelimudim at Kamim at Givat Ram at the Hebrew University. They're very good. Anyway, they used to put you up for free at a hotel. I forget the name of the hotel. For a week or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, with expense account and all the rest of it. You know, uh, the university can be a good life. And the long and the short of it is I was at this hotel. Well, I can trust the cautious. I can't trust the cautious. Uh, especially for breakfast, something like that. I'm not necessarily... Expecting to have kosher food for supper. I mean, you know, when it comes to meat, it's a different thing. Anyway, the long and the short is, I called my sister in Eretz Yisrael, very from, and she called the hotel, and she spoke to the mashkiach, and she got to the mashkiach's deputy, and the deputy deputy, to finally got Baruch Bicha Kanana, you know, and the guy told her, you know, the Lim are okay, but this is not okay. This is good, this kind of fish is okay, this kind of fish is not okay. This thing is here. This thing is here. So that's called doing your due diligence. Islam uh, is that you go to, raise your hand if you go to a hotel in Israel with a hesher, with a decent hesher, whoever does that. I'll I'll even mention two dirty words. <laughs> Pesach Hotel. Who does that? <laughs> you call and find out what's really kosher, what's not really kosher. They don't want to know. So this is called Altavina Lulichet. You understand? So in the case of Avimelech, you could always counter and say like this, why don't you do your due diligence and get an FBI report who Avram and Sarah is and then you wouldn't fall for this blind date as a brother and sister. But that's not what Hashem said. Hashem said, listen, you know, you you were misled and therefore I'm going to intervene to save you. Um, so this is what you pray for. So uh, you don't want the kind of Nisayan, I guess you'd say today, which is based on, like, cheating. It took advantage of you, of your lack of knowledge. It, like, fooled you. You know, if I'm standing there and you give me a ham sandwich, that's a regular assignment. If I'm, if you go to the trouble of elaborately, uh, you know, packing it as a kosher thing, that's that's different. That's not an assignment already, you know. So that's ultimately, don't bring me to a chay through, through uh, I guess, deception or that sort of thing. This is very interesting. Now, um, that's what I did with the, uh, with what's his name, with uh, Babugan. But that led me to pull out a saver. I haven't looked at this in at least 20 years, 25 years. Uh, used to be in, in uh, Baltimore, Rabbi Goldie was a principal here. And then when he moved, um, so he gave me a set, about a dozens for him, called Masaf Anakish El Torres Hatzfila Benigu Vinistern, Siddur Hagonim Bamkubon Bachasidim. There's some from Eretz Yisrael. I tell you, he's really excellent. From Weinstock. That guy's very, very good. I have his thing from, um, what's it called? The Seder Olam. You know, Mayor Moshe Weinstock from Israel. This was published in um, Tufshin Lamed. And it's very good. But I have to admit, I haven't looked at it so much. But now, because of today, this podcast so it moved me to do something. It's very good. I'm looking up, what does it say? And so forth. So he also says, 
this business like the Abu Dhirim, right? But look at this. Um, that's why you say, don't let me sin. In the sense that I just interpreted it, which is, don't deceive me. Put me in deceptive situations. But the Taz says what I said. Which is the Taz says, don't see That's your problem. <laughs> Avram, I'm giving you a, a job to kill your son. You have to deal with it. That's your problem. Don't say That's what a human being is on the ground for. So it's the antithesis of the pious wish you find the Abu Dhirim. It's just interesting that a different Mepharshan, especially in Middle Ages, whenever, afterwards, view it in a different angle. And indeed, the Taz says, don't say that. Okay? Now, um, uh, the um, the Rikinati, and he brings down the Rikinati over here. You know, he's always going to, says a nice vart. But, you know, nobody's dealing with it. Head of one, they're all coming about with a, like a circumventing it. But that's fine. Uh, I'm sh- sharing this with you because we're going to say every day, and probably you rattle it off. It's early in the morning. But what does it mean? You know, give it a thought. And the Rikinati said, I guess, um, don't do an E over me. Let's face it. The Torah says, or it seems to, that sometimes God can just give somebody a Nisoyen as just like a punishment, or that might be not the right word, but, you know, just to hurt him. And you say, oh, Hashem doesn't do anything, uh, you know, without a reason. Not true. Look at Job. Look at Eov. The whole book of Eov is the guy suffering for no good reason. Satan has a bet with God. Let's see what will happen. Let's torture him a little bit and see if he curses God. We all know Eov is the book about theodicy. Why does bad things happen to good people? Moshe Rabbeinu was complaining about this when he said, It's a tough one. It's a tough one. And therefore you're playing Don't give me the sign. Don't hurt me the way you hurt Eov. That's what the Rikinati says. Um, which is really fascinating. Now, the book of Eve is, of course, very disturbing. Ad Kedekach, because it sounds like God just does below Mishpat, which, by the way, is a puzzle. And you know from the Gemara and various Agathas, I think, a Chagiga, sometimes, don't try to make sense of what I'm about to say. Sometimes people die because the Yetzar got, uh, the, the Malachim has got the wrong address. Remember that? You know? In other words, things happen that that are non-logical, non-rational. Uh, from a Maimonidean perspective, don't hold God to rational perspective, because he created rational. He doesn't have to operate within that framework. Nevertheless, this is so disturbing to the regular mind that wants to believe in a regular just God in the way that I do justice and you do justice, that, you know, the Chazal have a whole series that Eob was really bad. He was one of the counselors of Paro, together with uh, Yisro and... Uh, who is it, in, in Bilaam, and he's partially responsible for the slavery in Egypt, uh, and that would explain all the bad things that happened to Eov, but on the other hand, that just killed the book of Eov, because it turns out he can't say to God, why are you doing this to me? Hashem could answer, why did you mess over the Jews in Egypt? Why did you were a counselor of Pyro? You know, so to portray Eov as somebody bad is uh, is uh, understandable somebody wouldn't do that, but doesn't fit with the book at all, not at all. Hashem didn't have to say to Eov, don't ask me no questions. Who are you, little pipsqueak? Can you count the, the gallons of water in the ocean, the number of, uh, what is it, blades of grass or 
uh, sand in the, in the beach, you know, he didn't have to give that kind of answer. He could have said, check your your your, your record. Imagine Adolf Hitler comes like this. What would you do this to me for? I was a good guy. He said, well, check the record, baby. Right? LMI, at least Pashtas. You know, he was a, a good person. Surmira. Uh, and uh, nevertheless, bad things happen. So me, myself, and I, and you, every morning, you say, oh, I'll be in the little don't give me none science like you that we want to suffer tortures and see if we curse God. We don't want that. We don't want the tortures, right? We don't want the loss of uh, of uh, loved ones and all that sort of thing, right? Um, that's how the Reconati explains it. So again, is each one's responding to the idea, why am I saying Lo Yedin Nisayin? Avram got in Nisayin. Why am I praying that I shouldn't get in Nisayin? Right? Why are you saying that? And you say Lo Yedin What is this? A cynical prayer? You say, you know me, Rabbi Shalom, I'm weak. If you give me the sign, it'll be a bizarre. What kind of a davening is that? You understand? Uh, so you have the Reconati. Then, uh, but by the way, uh, here's a third shot, which I thought was also cute. From the Tosis Yantav. Notice the Madani Yantav again in, in, in Brachas. And he says like this, Altvina uh, what does that mean? Remember the famous Rambam who says, hardening the heart is itself a punishment. If you do things and get God angry enough, it'll harden your heart that you can't do to Yeshua. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> That's a nice shot. You get it? The punishment of Pharaoh was he couldn't change. Don't ever make me to the point that I'm so shaku in this then I'll be like, I'll have a hardened heart. Uh, I think that's a very good, you know, let me put it this way. When you dominate every day, it's a good idea. This suggests that you say to yourself, what are my addictions? Whether they're little stupid habits or maybe they're real addictions. No, don't get me into addictions because I can't get out of those. Things you're addicted very, very hard to get out of. Uh, like Pyro. And so, I'll be in the little day this, all you that. Uh, that's just uh, an interesting way that that works also in my opinion but the classic interpretation as far as I'm concerned I saw from Sadiagon they, they bring them down the Madana Yantu quotes them Sadiagon has the Munis Vadeus in the first philosophy book in my opinion for what it's worth Sadiagon and the moon is very boring. It's not written well. It's very good. It's not written well. That's how I find it. I could be wrong, but it's my opinion. Right? When you read the Murnavukham, it's not easy. But you see, the Rambam really tries very hard to make it literarily elegant. You understand? It's, it's, it's just the style. He's really trying to use the rhetorical devices and things like that. Side, you know, very, it seems to be very mechanical. Therefore, you know, I've always had trouble reading it. Um, there used to be an English translation from Rabbi, what's the name here in Baltimore, back in the 40s, uh, Rosenblatt, but so it's much more boring even than the Hebrew translation. You know, Sadiq wrote in Arabic, you know that. In Judeo-Arabic. But, nevertheless, all the good stuff in the Rambam, you already find Sadiq on. The things that the Rambam is famous, many people don't know this. The thing that, Sadi, that the Rambam is famous for, oh, that's a Maimonidean approach 
Actually, it's already in Ramsadia. A lot of it, not all. You know, some is the Rambam. But more do you think? More do you think? I've noticed that many years ago. Um, but most people, many people have read the Mor Nebuchim. Far fewer read the the Emunis uh, Vadeus. Uh, and I could pull out my Kapach, and he's probably got a more accurate translation, but it doesn't matter. Besadigon is the philosophical approach. In which case, God is writing everything according to logic, regardless of the times on that shita. God is writing everything according to logic. So, what does it mean? All to be any loyal especially after Amravino and his ten nisyonis and all the rest of it. And I say, I don't want any sign. I want to be zoyin. Um And I don't want, uh, you know, this problem and that problem. Um, so he said something which is really very interesting. And that, it's not the Pashim shot at all, but it's very interesting. And that's as follows. You're davening, he says, to God in the following terms. I have my Averis, but I need you to forgive them. Please forgive my Averis. Because if you don't forgive my Averis, I'm going to be like the high school kid that just gives up. I got so many sins. We all do. If you tell me that without a superhuman effort, I can't get rid of those Averis, I'm going to say the heck with it. That's, that's the human being. Now, you're going to be a theologian and say, no. You know, for this, you suffer a million years in Gehenna at, at 190 degrees. For that, you suffer two million years in Gehenna at 200 degrees. I can't take 190. You know, comes a certain point, a person can't be mossing that. So forgive me, or I'll just give up. Forgive me, I'll just give up. The lotion he brings is, to say for Amunus Adigon, Mispal al Kaparis Avonas, Vialide Kach Shav Laboro. Right? Vialtevina Lechet Avonisayim, Veloyate Ode Ladabarab. Sheim Lo Yechaper Avon, if you don't forgive me, Yisyaesh Vielch Bashvirus Libo. Then I'll just give up and just, and just live a life of sin. Based on literally, literally, what the hell? Literally, no, I'm going to hell anyway. What's important? Ah, you'll tell me, but it's not so. You'll suffer even more. That may be theoretically true, but you know, basically, it's like this: if your average is is a twenty, you're failing anyway. I don't care if my average is a five; it was already a twenty anyway. Now, it's not a good dimian, but that's how people think. And that way. You're not really saying don't bring me Nisan and Bizarre and all the rest of it. What you're really saying is, you know, uh, forgive my weaknesses. Don't bring me to the Nisionis, Bizionis, Chait, and all the rest of it. Uh, forgive me. Now, it doesn't say it. So it's, a, it's, it's reading into it. But it's a philosophical reading of it. And perhaps I should say a theological reading of it. Uh, I think it's very, very interesting. Now, I'll tell you my own uh, shot that occurred to me when I was thinking about this. And uh, hold on for a second. Here it is. Um, the key word, let's put it this way. You see the word? What does that mean? means get us accustomed to doing the Torah. That's quite a phrase. Give us dveikus through the performance of your mitzvahs. That's a tall order. 
But the person is praying for is, let me, you're starting at the beginning of the day. Let me have an exalted religious uh, feeling today. By being Morgul in doing this self, I hope I'll reach the level of Dabkin and Mitzvah That's what I, how I would take it, right? If I was reading a commentary. Uh, and so what you're saying is like this. <clears throat> Look, there's a lot of Nisionists out there and all the rest of it. The best you can do is there's a system of mitzvahs and rituals. They're designed to become Morgul, and therefore it's easier to do them. Um, then it becomes a question of whether it becomes a matter of rote, mitzvah the national motto, or when it becomes something that you fill with a feeling. So you say, I want to do it with feeling. Targilim sarasechel, dabkenim mitzvah And give me the dveikas part. And then, if I have that, I'll be In other words, if you give me a lot of positive, if you help me, oh Lord, right? Or, I don't know what the right phrase is, because it says, he hear its own. But targilenum means you're asking God to intervene here. If you help me do this with a bren, then I have a good chance of loli dechet loli ver loli nisoyin loli bizoyin. You see, you're praying to have a positive experience with the davening, with the mitzvah, whatever it is, and then that itself is the best answer, the best hope you have to prevent yourself from falling into a nisoyin and falling to a bizoyin. So. It's A leads to B, B leads to C, and C leads to D. It doesn't fit exactly with the language. I haven't totally worked it out in my head, but I think it fits like a glove in terms of the logic of the idea. Targilin b'serosecha, dab kenim b'serosecha, the altavino dechet v'loyavera. And if you don't come to dechet avera because you are ch- positively charged, sort of like a balshemtov type thing, then you won't loy deni sam loy bizarim v'yal yish l'bani yitzhar. Right. Now then he goes and says something like this. The one problem you have is if you run into another person who's a bad influence. <laughs> I could sit there and show and ha- and by myself and have a very good dominating or learning or whatever it is. And then I have the misfortune to walk out of show and run into Plony, <laughs> Almoni. And that person just has a bad chemistry with me. That's how it goes. It's a Chavra and it's a Yitzhara. You know, it's how it goes. And, you know, the guy might start talking about, we all know what we're talking about. Uh, and so you're saying like this, I want to have a good day. The good day will happen, hopefully, you know, the the the, the, the customary mitzvahs, but they'll have a pizzazz. And then, and as a result, I won't have to worry about the Yitzhar unless I run into a bad friend. <laughs> That's why you say, It's true that God can say, listen, I can send you a bad friend and you, your job is to withstand it. That is true. That is true. But then it becomes much, much harder. So what you're really saying is, give me the regularness, you know, the regular challenges that I can overcome with, um, you know, regular You see over here, is not good enough. <laughs> Which is very true. Uh, instead, I think if you do it with the dvekas that we said before, then the effect of it is uh, this is my first draft. But I think 
in general, this week, which is uh, the week of Benedicione, but the, 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 the great trials of Abraham, uh, is a good week to uh, think about the meaning of this uh, paragraph. I gave you a couple of classic Mahalachs um, and the beginnings of my own. i got to make it work better in the words. Uh, but it's something we see all the time, and I bet you we don't even get too much talk to it. So uh, you can take the classic medieval philosophical approach of Sadia or the Madana Yanto or uh, Rikinati or uh, Abuderm or, uh, or uh, things like mine. Uh, or yours, um, if you have a good shot that makes sense, fits with the words, I'd be interested in it also. Anyway, once again, I want to thank the Mishpah Stefanski, and uh, I think it's a very interesting little prayer that we say every day uh, in the context of Nisiones, because on the one hand, you're supposed to say, you know, give it your best shot, and whatever you send me, I can, I'll do my best to handle it. On the other hand, you say, oh no, don't send me anything. So, uh... It's, it's theologically a very interesting uh, kind of prayer. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.